Myself, we were in Queenstown at a pastor's gathering, and I heard uh, Byron's name mentioned. And then in January, I, for some reason, I got an email. I saw his name again there, and uh, I loved what he was doing. And I thought it'd be really cool to get him to uh, come and input into us. Uh, Byron is the senior pastor of uh, Equipers Church in Wellington. Uh, he was the youth pastor up here in Auckland with Equipers Church, uh, and then moved down to Wellington. And Byron, uh, I believe, is uh, one of the uh, leading guys in terms of social media, digital, all those jazz kind of stuff that he'll talk about in a minute. So, uh, fantastic. So, awesome. So, anyway, so good to have you. Thanks, Byron, for being here with us. So, uh, that's great. Anyway, come on, why don't we put our hands together and welcome Pastor Byron. Fantastic. Boyd confused me as to what I did there for a second. Um, it's so good to be with you guys today. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, um, I, I needed a ride from the airport this morning and, and yesterday I uh, got a text from Tom. Tom, would you like to wave your hand so everybody knows exactly who you are, thanks. And, what, and remember what you look like. And he said, uh, I said, I, I may not know what you look like. And he said, well, I'll be the tall exotic man with olive skin. And it's like, I feel this is inappropriate, the relationship we're forming. And uh, so when I got through the gates, I, I saw him and he said, I'm Tom. And I, in disbelief, I looked around for the Tom he described. And, uh, and uh, here we are. So I got trust issues this morning that I'm working through. Thank you, Elam. Thank you, Elam, for contributing through my trust issues. Um, as you heard, my name is Byron, and um, I, 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 I'm a part of the Equippers Network, and uh, I, I just want to, I want to get to the, to the meat of this and give you as much as I can before I've got to jet off. Um, but, so my, my journey to this point is that I, uh, 12, 12, 13 years ago, I was in a sales role where I was needing to connect a nonprofit organization to um, uh, businesses to this nonprofit organization. So I was kind of being the link to that and I was selling this organization and trying to connect business funding to it. And I remember sitting with a general manager in Telstra Clare at the, t at the time and he said to me, Byron, great organization. It was, it was part of the disability sector. Just like it was an easy sell for me, to be honest, like connecting finances to it, mission, the cause. And what he said to me, the reason why we can't connect with you is because of your brand. Uh, and, and I thought, like 12 years ago, I'm thinking, dude, if you like me, you like the organization, let's do this, <laughs> you know? And, uh, but he said, no, we, we actually can't because your brand, I mean, it's deficient in these areas. And I thought, it's crazy. I remember driving home from that meeting thinking to myself, so I'm motivated evangelistically, right? And that's, that's my buzz. And so soon after that, I started thinking, well, what if, if brand is so important, what if to the world, which is brand is basically perceptions, what, what people perceive of you, what, what you stand for, not just in your mind, but in their mind. That, that's really what it is. And so I'm driving home from that meeting, think to myself, man, what if the reason why people, I mean, the church has got so much value. The things we do for the, their children, for children, the things we do for uh, communities, mums and businesses, we've got so much value, undeniable by the world. Yeah. Yet the reason why they won't engage us is as soon as you say church, as the perceptions come in from that. And so I'm driving home from this thinking to myself, what if I could affect the perceptions and lower those barriers 
so that we can get the value of the church to as many people as possible. That to me was a turning moment in my life. Because that moment on, I started literally, it was towards the end of the year, went on Christmas break and, and literally got 13 books on branding and just poured over them over 13 years. No, no, I literally, slow reader. That, that, that summer just consumed as much as I can, I could, on branding and the thinking of it and went on a journey. So for the last 13 years, that's what, I, 12 years, that's what I've been doing is just learning more about this. And then I tried to uh, connect some of the value for church. At the time, church in general wasn't, wasn't ready for it. They didn't kind of want to hear the business principles or anything. And that's not what I'm, what I'm about at all. You'll hear my heart today, what I'm about, all right, and why I do what I do. Um, and, and so I, I by the grace of God, we started, my wife and I started a business in this, and, and over years, and only recently did it become really successful. You know, classic struggling pastor trying to make ends meet in a side hustle business while he's preaching faith on Sunday, come on, you know what I mean? Battle wounds all under your shirt and your ripped jeans. And um, so I just, literally my story, and then and I just felt like God brought the cumulative value of, of kind of 12 or so years into play over the last few years. We got really breathed on our business. We're working with a lot of churches and ministries and movements, both here and, and around the world. And we're part of helping churches plant and mission teams move forward and all this kind of thing. But this is, this is my conviction underlining it all, is that as, as Christian leaders and as, as, as ministries, I got to a point where I realized that we were doing one-on-one -on -one or few or incremental really well. We had answers for it. We had systems for it. We had processes for it. We had training for it. We did incremental and, and, and little by little really well. And we had answers for that. And, and I see that, that Jesus did both one-on-one -on -one amazing, but I also read that, and this is what stirred my spirit, that Jesus did scale really well. Jesus did scale well. So he did the woman at the well and he fed the 5,000. Now, now the 5,000 was an interesting one for me because that bugged me for a while. All right, and we know there's it's, it's a lot more physical bodies there that day. But what, what did it for me was that when the disciples, the, the crowd got beyond their mindset to manage, they said, let's send them away. Jesus said, you feed them. What was Jesus doing? He's saying, you grapple with the scale of this. You grapple with the scale of this. And for me, whenever I look at a region, at a city, at a nation, I feel like God's saying, you feed them. You grapple with the scale of this. So, when I, when I'm go, so where I'm going is to talk about digital and, and social media and all of that stuff, but not because that's the goal. Because grappling with scale is the goal. How do, how do we disciple on mass? How do we reach on mass? How do we connect and nurture on mass? That's what social media and digital enables us to do. And it's used for a lot of vanity metrics and, and all this social pressure, even amongst churches and leaders. But the underlying um, opportunity is to scale our influence. And this is why I urge pastors and leaders, to th you don't need to be um, the scholar at it, you don't need to be the best at it. You need to know the scale opportunity that exists for your church. 
that's, that's, that's the leadership that's required. I feel like God's saying to me and to us, you feed them. And so, so digital for me is less about talking about platforms and technology and more about talking about the scale of opportunity that exists for us. That we can be discipling people en masse. And I've used this, if I get time, I'll show you how I've used this in my own ministry and how we've leveraged these things to, to, to uh, mobilize movements of people. Our, our business is called Swarm Strategy and it's this collective intelligence and how to get people, un, understand why people move and, and make the decisions they do. And I'll, and I'll share some of that with you right now. Is that all right? And give you some of the thinking as to why people move en masse. Is that all right? Are we good? Have I got you? Okay, good, good. I feel like you're convinced. Tom's still got trust issues, all right? You know me, still got issues. One of the first things you've got to understand is that you are competing. You are competing, all right? And now we, we don't like to talk about competition too much because it you know, it's, we're Christians and we're leaders and we're pastors and it's one church. And you know what I mean? Like we don't, but but I, I, you, whether you like it or not, you're not directly competing church on church. You're competing for space in a person's mind and heart. They're giving their attention to a wide range of things. You know, um, there's, there was once a wave of thinking that said that people have less attention than ever before. It's actually not true. Um, research went into that and found that no, people's attention spans are the same, but they're more selective than ever before as to what they give it to. So anything unintelligent, anything just loud and noisy and interrupting, they will shut out and open up to things that are trying to connect personally to them. You guys with me? Yeah. Let me give you an example. So we are competing, right? So there, used to, there was this line of thought that we are, people, organizations compete within their category. So supermarket competes with supermarket, um, bank with bank. But what's happened is that now with, with, the, with the rise of digital, we're competing across categories. All right, so my experience with my bank and my supermarket and my local cafe is impacting on my expectation with church. All right, it's impacting on my expectation of church. Whether I'm, I think this actively or not, that this is what's happening. Let me, let me help you understand this. So I, I get an email from our church a couple of weeks ago, right? So I've just moved to Wellington and I'm still on the Auckland database and so I get the email out each week, this is happening in church this week. And I'm like, oh, I'm still, I've gotta get off this thing, all right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> now don't show hands, okay, don't show hands. I'm like, oh, I gotta get off this thing, it's annoying, right? A little while later that day, underneath that email, pops up Netflix, my wife's account. Netflix, all right? And, and in there, it's, hey, Byron, a real tailored message. Hey, Byron, uh, we, we've got a topic for you. Um, noticed your viewing, and we reckon you would like this one video that's just been released. I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> I didn't want to open our church. This is what's happening in the life of the church. 
but Netflix, who's got a way bigger target audience, a way bigger audience that they're managing, not target audience, audience that they're managing, way bigger system and operations, not even based in New Zealand, has tailored that one particular email just for me. And I've gone, I'll open it. I'll read it. Yeah, I'll probably watch that later. All right, it was something about Jesus in the Bible. It's a ser- mini series on that stuff. All right, so don't judge me, okay? You don't even know me. And so, uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> good. Yeah, you watch the same one. That's right. And so, but, but, but what happened here is that church is now competing with Netflix to communicate with me. And, and was it because Netflix was, was creative? Did, was I, did I click through because of the design or because the message was tailored? And so if you don't understand that you're competing, you invest into being noisy and not clear. You see, churches fall into the pressure, ministries fall into the pressure of being creative. You, you know why? Because there's, there's another church that's contributing into the social media environment that's got a really good designer and have done really, something really creative. You've told your des- graphic design department, hey, that's awesome, do that. And before long, we're all trying to be creative. But the thing that moves people is not creativity, but clarity. People move. If, if you wanna know what, what makes them smile on the outside, be creative and you'll get a smile. If you want action, be clear. Be clear. Pause for effect. Yes, yeah, I did that. I said, be clear, and then I just waited. For, anyway, 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 I'm gonna work it here, you know. Come on, I, I, I want you guys to, to feel this because what we want, what I want is not to impress people with social media. I wanna move people so that I can share the gospel with them so much so that they are willing to be discipled and they'll go share the gospel with somebody else and disciple them. I wanna see a mass movement towards the kingdom of God because I, I feel the challenge to me is God saying, Byron, I want you to grapple with scale. You're doing incremental, you're doing the one-on-ones, you've got a discipleship program for that, you've got a messaging strategy for that, that's perfect. But now I want you to grapple with scale. You feed them. Elam Church, you feed them. You feed them. You've got to grapple with scale. You know, um, sorry for yelling at you, by the way. I was just our first date, and I would never be like this on my first date. Uh, but you guys got me on the right topic. Um, for, for me, this, this is the conviction, is that quickly I wanna solve my local church um, dynamics and problems so that we can be healthy local church. But before long, I wanna be a part of something that's grappling with scale across New Zealand. And I wanna connect our people to the scale answer, the scale solution. All right, and so as quickly as possible, I, I go, I've got to work as a leader here fixing this environment. And then I'm gonna say, guys, there's something bigger. We've got to grapple with scale. How do we see New Zealand one? And we're connected with something bigger and greater. And then from there, see, I, I'm, I'm teaching you right now how to do social media and I haven't even got to Facebook yet. All right, why? Because you've got to see social media as a tool 
not the goal. It's a tool, not the goal. All right, and, and, we're, and we're frenzying and spending finances to, to feed it as the goal so that we can get on with doing church where it's an enabler. So what do I do? Well, after I get that realization from church to Netflix, I go to the person managing our own church database and email communication out each week. And I said, I want you to create groups within here, really targeted, specific groups. Mums with kids. I want you, our business people. I want you young adults. And within that, young adults who are working, young adults who are in university. And I want you to send out targeted communication to them about how this Sunday or what we're involved in right now is relevant to them. So relevant messaging, relevant supporting imagery. Come on, supporting, you guys with me? And from that, we lift. So when I was involved in this marketing, so we've got a marketing strategy firm. And when we were involved in marketing a little while ago, quite a, not too long ago, actually, um, the, the return on marketing investment used to be about 0.1. And when you got to 1%, like you could really rave about that to the client. Oh, so, so if we send down 20,000 flyers, we're hoping for a 0.1 return or, or a 1% return was a, was a win. But now through digital processes and technologies and that, those tools with this thinking, we're able to get like a 30, 40% return on those. So it's, it's pretty powerful. Literally every week I've got people in our church, literally I spoke to a lady on Sunday. She's like, oh yeah, I found you on Facebook. I, every week, every week. No lie, from in the seven weeks that we're down in, um, in the Hutt Valley, we're up 50 people, not all by um, social media alone, but because people, I'm nurturing people. See, the issue is when you don't, when you're quiet after Sunday, the value of Sunday quickly evaporates in people's busyness in their world. But everybody else, when I leave the bank, when I leave a website, everybody else, their brand follows me and nurtures me to remember them, to remember why they're valuable, to, to keep in mind, to keep speaking about them. They give me language on how to talk about them so that there's word of mouth happening. And then I go back and I just feel like it's this continual value relationship, except for church. You give me value on a Sunday and then you're noisy with me. You're all about you Monday through to Saturday. Are you guys with me? And so I just, I just feel like we've got to have, see, we've got to, this, this is where the, this, this is where another kind of slight adjustment that needs to happen in our thinking is that we, we need to go from an inside out perspective when thinking about this to an outside in perspective. So, so we, this, is, this is good in church life to deal with the heart and, and integrity and all of that first inside out and then you put on all the bells and whistles and the rest of it, right? But in regards to moving people, you start where they are. Jesus did that. He didn't come to earth with the expectation they all have, with all the bells and whistles, filling a grand old temple and said, if we make this beautiful enough, they'll all come. He didn't put a Mecca there and said, come here to me. He went to where they were. 
He, so outside in. And so can you see, it's, the, the game plan doesn't change with social media. The game plan, you know, we have these phrases like the church has left the building, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. But do it digitally and you will lead them back into your church physically. You guys with me? And so build your, the, the, we talk about the market-facing brand, the parts of your church that the world sees. Go, oh, have we developed that based on what we think is valuable or what they think is valuable? If you were a missionary to another country, you would go, how do I not stand out and offend or frustrate or create barriers between me and them? And so you kind of go dress code, you, you eat the same food, you learn the language. But we, we lose that sense in our own community. We've got a different language. And I, I'm not talking about kingdom culture. And all, that, that remains. But I'm talking about the game plan to get them in the door. Learn the language. If they're on social media, stop demonizing it. Get in there with a redemptive heart and bleed them in. You guys with me? All right, still all with me? Like, not 90%? Okay, cool. I love you guys, all right? All right, okay, good, good, good. I still have trust issues. All right, so, so let's, let's, let's keep talking along these lines, right? Let, let's, let me show you how you can get early wins through this. All right, some early wins. Like you guys, mm, yeah, come on now. All right, typical leaders and pastors, eh? So, so this is that, this is right? So what you've got to understand is that we call this, I guess, the curve of diminishing returns. Or what, what, what it is, is in here sits innovators, early adopters, the majority, the late majority, and the laggards, right? So what we do with thinking about reaching people and building messaging to them and, and presenting ourselves to the world and in maybe social media or marketing or how we ask people to think or what we're chasing after is that we pitch in here to the majority. Why? Because it makes logical, numerical sense, right? This depicts how many people are in there. We're the most amount of people in here, right? So we think to ourselves, let's go to the masses. Like, let's do a flyer drop and, and all this kind of thing. Let's talk to as many people as possible. No, that's gonna put some people off. And, and so we, we kind of whittle this message down to this group of people here. And that's the worst possible idea, all right? Let me tell you why. Because here comes a mindset, all right, that's not changed or influenced by organizations, and to them, the church is an organization, all right? So what is it that, that influences the mass? It's the fact that you put value, because these people here, the innovators, are looking for new waves, the next wave. They're looking for true value that they can feed along to early adopters, who will take it and apply it and run with it and herald it and feed it to the majority. And before long, your kid is playing with a fidget spinner. You're, come on, come on. And you're like, a, a what? 
is that, is, looks demonic. What is it? Like, okay, no, no, holy, like three, okay, I can work with this. It can stay in the house. You know what I'm talking about? Just me, all right. Okay, so I'm protecting my house, people. So, so we think, let's go as, as the church, let's show how big and how influential, how many parts we have to the majority and we can help your kids and we can help your business and we can help like all of you guys. And then they go, whew, nah man, I wanna hear from the organization. But what social media has done is that I wanna learn about you. I don't go to your website, because what is it? Your website's you telling me about you the way you think I should think about you. And then we got time for that. All right, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go, Pastor who, what? They're doing what? Facebook, Instagram. Like literally, I'm in a cafe with my wife. Like we cafe crawl, it's our buzz, right? It's her, I'm just a supporter. And so um, we're sitting in there and we're reading through the menu of the cafe the other day and she's like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna be good or not. She goes, boom, phone out. Instagram, at the cafe's Instagram, looking through what people have, and the hashtags, looking through what people have posted about the cafe. And literally, we've walked out of cafes like, this is gonna be a waste of money. I'm like, that's right, people, we are out of here. I don't even like y'all, all right? <laughs> Sorry. And so, so what do I do? I go through, what am I looking for? I'm looking for social proof that you're worthy of consideration. I'm looking for social proof that you're worthy of consideration. Yeah? And so where, where, are, your, where are your marketing dollars? On your church page, on your um, church Instagram, on your website. That's where you're focusing. Our new pictures up there. The logo's not right. The color scheme. Who did that? Like, I'm like, forget about it. People don't care. You're focusing on creativity. They're wanting clarity. They're wanting clarity. All right, so, so what do I do? I think to myself, how do I appeal to a small group of people who will be open to consideration? All right, and how do I appeal to them? Because they will give me that if I'm effective here. How do I do that personally? I, I ask the why me question. Every ministry season or role I've gone into, I've literally asked God, why me? Like there's one side of this coin that's, why me? The other side of it is, no, why me? Why particularly me? Why did you want me here? What's unique about me? What, what, what's contributed to that distinctives, those distinctives about me? What journey have I been on? Where did I grow up? Color of my skin. The, all these things, I, I factor all, I think, okay, I can work with this. I, I, I'm bivocation, so I run a small business and I do church. And one of the first things I did when I went to the Hutt Valley, the first meeting we had was a business night for our business community in church. You know why? Why me? Because I run a business. Who can I connect to? Those guys. And so I'm, I'm looking for the innovators. If I was an early childhood teacher, I would run a forum for early childhood teachers and sit them, oh man, you understand? And literally we've had new business people join the church because I've, I've segmented my target audience and I've gone, where can I win? Where are my early wins in those segmentations? 
my early win is there, my early win is there, because I know me. My early win is here, my early win is there. All right, you guys tracking? All right, we'll get to, you will communicate this to everybody else later on, but first of all, you've got to understand why you? Why you, why your church, why there, why now? Because in there, you will appeal because you're being really specific. We think it's an exclusion of everybody else, but it's a, no, not yet. We'll get to you guys. But it's a not yet. It's a not now. Because you're gonna burn all my resources and give me very, you're gonna give me a 1% return instead of an 80% return that's gonna influence these people. You guys with me? So I'm looking for clarity instead of creativity. You know, in, in the heart, um, we have a rise church with the most spectacular building ever, right? I've literally sent people out to burn it down. No, no. <laughs> amazing, amazing, right? And I've had people say to me, man, that's gonna be a challenge for you. I'm like, no way. They've raised awareness. This is leading me to my next segment of the talk, right? They've raised awareness of church, Christianity. They've opened the conversation. It's now for me to be intelligent around what do I do with that awareness. It's, like, it's a gift. Thank you, God, that they've paid $12 million for our church. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? All right, there's a couple of haters in the room. I don't care. All right. Let me, let me help you out. Let me help you out. Okay, so I would, I, we are literally like four minutes down the, I've timed it, because I've put it in our flyer. We're only four minutes from Arise Church. No. <laughs> Don't, this is not recorded or sent anywhere, is it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys bring the bad out of me. There's, there's something in the spiritual atmosphere of this network. Okay, so check it. This, this is what happens. We think, we think to get people to move, if we make them aware, they will take action. That's what we think, right? The more aware they are, and more frequently aware they are of us, they will magically take action towards us, right? Somehow, we believe that, all right? Stop it. <laughs> so this is just a basic marketing acronym, right? This is not me, well, I could have owned it. I just don't know who's in the room, <laughs> okay? So, so this is a basic marketing acronym, right? It says that, see the world gets this, that in order for people to take action, they must first of all be aware. All right? And we, have, we invest incredible amounts in this, all right? Websites, social media, noise, 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 graphic design, like telling people, take a flyer, come on, this is coming up. Aware, aware, aware. But we've got to realize that there's a psychological journey towards action. There is. You do it and I do it. All right? So what happens is we go, I'm aware of that. And if this resonates with me, think targeted, think um, personal, think all the supporting factors to, en to enable targeted and personal, then I will show interest. 
I got, I'll show interest. This is always nerve-wracking when you don't have spell check, right? And you're, anyway. All right, so aware, and if you resonate here, so a lot, some intelligence needs to go in here. If you resonate, I will show interest. This is your opportunity to nurture me, all right? So give me a reason to follow, like, look at your website, whatever, here, all right? Then I'm gonna show interest. This is about content. So don't put all your, don't bear it all here. Don't bear it all here. Make it enticing, appeal to the innovators here. Make it enticing, enough to be like, oh yeah, wow, I saw this thing the other day. I think it was a church, but it was like, really? Come on, and don't, 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 don't run away with me towards creativity. Right. Think clarity. All right? Because clarity is resonating with people in a loud world, in an infobese world. Clarity is resonating with people. How clear are you as to why you? Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you showing up on my newsfeed? Then I will show interest. What are your platform's mechanisms to nurture me at this point and to keep me engaged? If you resonate here, you're gonna start to get into an emotional state with me, desire, where I feel something towards you. Oh, now they're right. Yeah, now, nah, oh, there is a local church there, but they're, they're, they're a good sort. I start to feel something. Reason leads to conclusion, emotion leads to action. Reason leads to conclusion, emotion leads to action. Oh, that's a good church, that's a da-da-da, like they're great, that's a great tomato sauce. But until I feel something, I don't do anything about the conclusion I've made. You guys with me? So you wanna resonate emotionally with people so that they take action. You guys with me? Okay, I've got five, six minutes. Questions and answers. If there's nothing, I'll just keep talking. Targeting geographically, that's a good place to start because then you can work out very specifically who's there. Yeah, and, and then you wanna go deeper than that. So start geographically and psychographically. What do they think like, those people who live there? Mm. Yo. Yeah, sure. Um, we, we launched it, we're launching a church in Porirua, right? This would be really topical for you guys, right? It's a church. You guys are like, yeah, it's kind of, I got off the small business on the side. Okay, we made them aware with, um, I, I thought, what do people in Wellington, in Porirua's and Wellington region, said, do they know of Equippers, the, the brand, right? So a lot of people do. So I said, I wanna appeal to those people, right? I've targeted the people who know something about Equippers already, all right? And maybe feel something positively towards it. So I've, I've narrowed down to a certain niche who I wanna make aware, all right? So then I, I created Facebook ads accordingly. 
everything you know and love about equippers now in Porirua. Like real tight. Am I excluding everybody else who doesn't know about us? Do I wanna make them aware? Of course, but I just don't have that kind of money. I'm not Coca-Cola or McDonald's. Like McDonald's, I'm driving on the motorway, it's like a $2 ice cream cone on the billboard. I'm like, okay. All right, so, I was the only one weirded out by that. Okay, so, <laughs> that's just too much money those people have. I've, I make a real niche target audience aware. Then, I, how do they show interest if they become aware? I, I, you click on the clickbait through to a microsite, a landing page. Not Equippers' website, not, nothing like that. A, a microsite, a one-page landing page, which has the same messaging and supporting imagery as the awareness campaign. So it's click through, ah, cool, same brand, all right? I feel safe within branding, right? I feel safe, I, I can trust to, to look, to show more interest. If your branding's weak, people don't feel confident to show interest. Because if you don't take it seriously, why, anyway. So I show interest, so the landing page, and it's like, there's a way you set up a landing page. I don't have time for that right now. And then because of that, I, the landing page asked them, if you'd like to know more details about the church plant, so I gave them no details about the church plant, where, when, who, nothing, just that it was equipped. So if you wanna know more, leave your email address here and you'll be the first to know. It's like, yeah, I wanna be the first to know. <laughs> All right? And over the month of between mid November and mid-December, we had one person a day leaving their email who lived in the Wellington region, just leaving their email. So we started January with 30 people to connect with. We, had, we did, started interest nights in February. We had 25 of our own people in the room and 25 people through this process. So 50% of who was in the room was through this through a landing page, social media, nobody physically inviting them. You know why? Because the social media, digital, is real world to people now. It's real world to people. They'll really get offended through it. They'll really get inspired through it. They'll really believe you through it. So is, is that a, yeah, yeah. But if I just done, we're starting interest nights, like come gather, it's gonna be awesome, we've got this speaker, we're doing this. There was no information about speakers, the band, how big the night, how small the night, nothing. Just really, really targeted and really precise messaging. Good, any other questions? Clarity over creativity. Awesome. Yeah, like, it, it would require some thinking. The bigger your list got, it would require some thinking. And, but I would start, instead of starting at the tactics, I would start way back, like, why do we need to communicate with this group of people? And what action do we want them to take? And through that, you'll know how to nurture them through interest and desire so that one day they'll take the action you've 
thought they needed to take, all right? Otherwise, in the process, they will opt out before you can get to the point of asking them to take an action. Yeah. Other questions? Yes. That, that's right, because I'm wanting to, I wanted to know who's um, showing interest. And so I'm saying, look, I will trade you information for your email address, All right? So it's not, I'm, I want, it's not that, I wa- that you won't know anything by the time you get there. It's that I've got a better chance if I've got an opportunity between November to February to nurture the relationship between you and I. You've got a higher probability of being in the room. So 30 people, 25 turned out. So pretty good odds because I've taken two months to personally message them. Mm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is the beauty of um, digital as well is that we didn't know this with newspaper and flyers, but we can measure this now. Is our message resonating? And I've had to ch- tweak that landing page a few times because I'm like, man, people are coming and they're bouncing out. Okay, what's, and I look at it for a while, I think, oh man, our, our button's not standing out enough. This messaging here is just too cluttered. Like, I need to simplify that sentence into a more succinct sentence about value. So I've had to work that to get to that, a higher um, put rate, yep. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar and good question. Um, similar, right? It's, there's still a process to people taking action, right? It's probably less strenuous because they already value you as a pastor and right, right. But the quality of the action they take is what you're playing for in-house. It's not that they will take action. So people will come that first Sunday to your sermon series because they always come. They will take action, but you're looking for the quality of action. And if you engage this process, they will come with a family member or the, family, or the neighbor's kids and they will tweet about it, post about it. So the quality of the action changes when you go through the process like this. Whoa, people. Okay, go here. Yeah, so they different purposes, so um, slightly different. Yeah, cool. Yes. No, no, because you got three. Well, how long? Three point five seconds. Is in three point five seconds of them clicking through and getting there. One, two, three point five. Do at that point. Do they, have they seen what it is that got their attention as they're a little bit more to get them to go, okay, yeah, I'll scroll. So that first before the fold, um, real estate is so critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a whole um, session I do on, on that because why people move is how, how much, people wanna move, they, they're made to move, not 
through top down. There's something inside of them that wants to respond in community and intelligently and sell their homes so that nobody would be in need. There's something inside of people to respond that way. And it, we actually, I talk about, maybe this is another time, right? I talk about a leader-led movement as opposed to a leader-full movement. And that's quite a divide. Um, people who, no, I'm gonna be late for my next meeting because of you guys. Let's do this. I'm gonna start a mini movement right now, right here. Is that right? I'm gonna give you a little bit of value. I'm gonna get fired from my job it's with my senior pastor, but it's worth it, all right? If you guys got a job here, look, I'm open, okay? No. All right, so literally from this afternoon. Okay, so, so check this. This is important, right? And I'll leave you with this. I wanna start a movement amongst you, all right? Um, it's, it's only a mini movement. It's gonna last for a moment but we're gonna learn something through it. In a moment, I wanna find our collective rhythm. Nobody needs to dance in this, all right? Some of you like sweating in your seat, all right? No, no, nobody needs to dance in this. We're gonna find our collective rhythm. When I say go, we're all gonna clap and something epic's gonna happen. All right, you ready? Go. Wow, 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 amazing. You guys are incredible, look at that. Let me explain what happened, that's my movement. All right, it's over, I'm out. Let me explain what happened, let me explain what happened. Somebody came and suggested something pretty epic could happen. You guys were totally confused as to what the heck that could be. All right, well, what do you mean our collective rhythm? All right, what is that? And then I, what I did was share a bit of an epic vision into a trusted group of people, there's some relationship now. If I did this at the corner bus stop, a group of people, hey, we're gonna find our collective rhythm. When I count it, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, sorry, <laughs> all right? So, amongst a trusted group of people where there's relational sinew, I've said, we could do this. You gone, I don't even know what that is. And I said, go, and you were like, okay, we're gonna clap. And this is that clap. <laughs> clap. Should have kept going, should have kept going. You guys would have been confused, all right? No, no, okay. Wrong movement, wrong movement, wrong movement, wrong movement. Anyway, anyway, so, so, uh, you guys are not supposed to cheer, you're supposed to kick me out. Okay, we clapped at that point, all right? You just did. And movements after that point, after Epic Vision is shared and people are going out, it always is messy. It's always like, what, what are we doing? And everybody looks here to go, what should we be doing? And then you don't find it here long enough for it to be awkward. And then what do you do? You engage your senses. You go, okay, what's happening around me? What, what, what are you doing? What, what, is they, what are they doing? Like Everything inside of me as the leader at this point, while you're doing that, wants to go, guys, whoa, Elam, come on. It's like this, just like the AOGs, come on, you can get it too. You know what I mean? Like Everything inside of me wants to give you a rhythm, but I know there's value in you finding your rhythm. Or you know why? Otherwise you end up with my rhythm, not yours. All right? And so we, you end up with my rhythm, not yours. And before long, what happens is that we have a leader-led movement. Guys, this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we're clapping. Instead of a leader-full movement. Like using your sense of like, hey, 
okay, we, we wanna see this slightly epic thing out here. Uh, we've gotta, maybe we've gotta relate more and uh, we've gotta have more conversations and we've gotta stop doing this because that person there is out of rhythm here. And, and before long, we're coordinate, we're swarming, intelligent collective action. We're swarming. So it went from total mess, me being secure for the mess to remain for a while, you sorting it out, and then a little bit of encouragement, just a, just a bit of encouragement along the way. Hey, you guys are doing awesome. And before long, I removed my encouragement and you're controlling the, it's going faster, it's going slower, and you found your collective rhythm. That's, that's how you, you get things to spread, to move from individual one-to-one to scale. One-to-one to trust the movement, let it scale. People, I'm out. I'm out. Thank you, Byron. Fantastic, outstanding.